It's Wired, the Pistons podcast, presented by Chief. Here's your host, Matt Derry. We're getting you ready for game one of this best of seven first round playoff series. Matt Derry with you. It is Wired, the Pistons podcast. Pistons and the Milwaukee Bucks. We're getting ready, man. Sunday night, 7 o'clock for the opener in Milwaukee as Detroit, a heavy underdog. And as Dwayne Casey said on Friday, we like this underdog role. Nobody's going to pick us. Nobody's going to pick us to win a game. And the guys are going to go in certainly with a lot of energy and not a lot of pressure and face Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks for Game 1. The open up uh, to the uh, regular, I should say, to the playoff series Sunday night, then Wednesday in Milwaukee for Game 2 at 8 o'clock, and then coming back home to Detroit to the LCA Saturday and Monday for Games 3 and 4. Should be a lot of fun. As you welcome into a special edition, a playoff edition of Wired right here, brought to you by Jeep. I'm going to be joined by Ryan Hoover. That is a uh, familiar name to many of you listening right now who've spent many years under uh, Joe Dumars as a scout, director of player programs, traveled with the Pistons, and uh, now is the vice president of global scouting for the Milwaukee Bucks and working underneath John Horst, who's the general manager of the Bucks. And if you recall, John was a scout under John Hammond and Joe Dumars here in Detroit. So some Detroit ties certainly in Milwaukee. We'll get Ryan Hoover's thoughts on the series. On the Bucks, we'll find out all about our opponent here for round one with Ryan Hoover coming up in a little bit right here on Wired. But we appreciate you guys listening, whether it's on Pistons.com, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. I want to make one note here before we talk to Hoover and get ready for the playoffs, and that's the injury concerns. Really, both teams are banged up. Uh, the Pistons' Blake Griffin did go through practice uh, on Friday and has that sore knee and we touched on it the other day on the podcast. If you miss it, uh, go back and, and take a listen. But Blake has just been so key to the success that the Pistons have had and the reason why this team is going to the postseason. When you talk about averaging a career-high 25 points per game and leading the team in assists and, and and leading this team in so many different categories. And, you know, he's sort of Detroit's version of Giannis. Is he Giannis Antetokounmpo? Of course not. Blake Griffin is is now in his 30s and, and can't do the things that Giannis can do. And I'm not sure there are many players in the NBA that can, but getting Blake Griffin healthy and, and having him on both legs is just going to be so important to the success of the Pistons. And again, playing with house money. It, it's a series where it's the one versus the eight. The Pistons limped into the playoffs. They did. Figuratively and literally. Uh, you know, needed to win in game 82 to just get in. And they did that, and, and guys stepped up. And that's why players like Ish Smith and Wayne Ellington and 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 and, and Luke Kennard are going to have to make shots from the outside, uh, you know, in order to get Andre Drummond going on the inside. And Reggie Jackson's going to be such a key. The, the, the Pistons' margin for error just is pretty small, especially if Blake Griffin is not 100%. And for the Bucks. Their third best player, arguably, Malcolm Brogdon, has been out with plantar fasciitis in his foot, and he's not going to be back possibly until the second round if the Bucks get there. Also, Nikola Miritich, who they picked up at the trade deadline uh, from New Orleans, may play in Game 1. He's been out with a broken thumb over the last couple of weeks. Dante DiVincenzo, the rookie from Villanova, who, of course, burned Michigan in the national championship game. He's out for the year and will not play in this series. Tony Snell, who's who's kind of a marksman, a sharpshooter that has started at the two-guard for the Bucs uh, for a lot of this season, likely won't play until maybe the middle of this series. So the Bucs have some injury concerns for sure. But when you look at Giannis, you look at Eric Bledsoe, 
And, of course, the former Piston Chris Middleton, who was an all-star this year, Milwaukee is very, very good. They're a 60-win team for a reason. They play together. They're kind of a high-energy team that, 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 that defends and can really score. And Mike Budenholzer, who, of course, was uh, let go by the Atlanta Hawks and walked away from that job to take this Milwaukee job, has done a fantastic uh, a job with this Milwaukee team. And there's a reason why they won 60 games during the regular season. Always great to catch up with this guy, a former friend. I wouldn't even say former friend, a current friend, but a former uh, Detroit Pistons front office man for many, many years in the scouting department and player development. Ryan Hoover is now the VP of Global Scouting for the Bucks. And of course, Detroit will be in Milwaukee for Sunday's Game 1, and Ryan joins us now. What's up, bud? Matt, thank you so much for having me. Uh, great to hear your voice. And uh, excited that the playoff basketball is, is starts today. Hoove, man, great to hear from you as well. Uh, how exciting are things in Milwaukee? A 60-win team, an MVP candidate. Boy, that turnaround there has been something to behold over the last couple of years, huh? Yeah, you know, Matt, hey, I tell you what, um, John Horst, um, who who also worked with, with Joe Dumars and John Hammond um, and myself, uh, we worked together in Detroit for, for three years. Uh, John is you know, a native of Rochester College, won two national championships there. Um, and, and look, you know, he has built a team uh, full of depth, um, full of guys with wisdom, full of guys with character. Um, and obviously, Matt, like, let's let's be honest, we're blessed beyond blessed to have a once-in-a-lifetime type player and, and Giannis. Um, you know, not, not taking anything away from anybody else. You know, Chris Middleton, who, you know, I was a part of drafting in Detroit with Joe Dumars, um, and Eric Bledsoe and Malcolm Brogdon and, um, you know, all the, the pieces that we have added, uh, since we've, we've taken over, since John's taken over. Um, you know, when we, when we stepped, um, into Milwaukee and John took over, you know, truthfully, we've, we flipped this roster, you know, we, we, every single player is new besides Chris Middleton, Malcolm Brogdon and Giannis. So other than that, we've just, we've just continued to trade and sign free agents and draft players. And, you know, John has been fantastic and, and obviously adding coach Bud has been, uh, incredible for our culture, for our team, for our players um, to take this team to another level. So it's been it's been great to be a part of. Ryan, Ryan, when you look at it, uh, it's kind of an interesting model. Like you mentioned, uh, you know, inheriting Giannis is, is is obviously the biggest key, and he's an MVP candidate, and he should win it, in my opinion. He's a dominant, dominant player. But I, what's it like? What's the process like to try to put the right pieces around a guy? You know, hey, look, um, John is is so wise in that, you know, he understands Giannis's strengths and his weaknesses, and and Bud has done a fantastic job of having players play to their strengths um, and demonstrating demonstrating that night in and night out. And so, you know, what John and and, and our front office staff has has just identified is the value of of guys that can shoot the basketball first and foremost um, guys that can play and pick and roll and guys that are wicked wicked smart and you know when you add guys with high basketball IQ and the ability to shoot that for Giannis just continues to open up the floor you know our spacing um, of the floor is so so key for Giannis to to play to his strengths and you know the, the ability for him to attack at any given moment um, and have the ability to to find the open man also 
that that are able to make open shots. It just is is it's a beautiful thing to see night in and night out, Matt. Obviously, we sit here 60, 60 wins and twenty two losses, which is you know it was it was a special special season. Ryan Hoover is our guest, uh, VP of Global Scouting for the Bucks, longtime Pistons employee, and all sorts of different departments, including scouting under Joe D. Hi, Ryan. When, when you talk about Giannis and what makes him so good, you know, I, I read the other day someone said, oh, make him shoot threes and make him go left, and maybe that will stop him. <laughs> and I just started laughing. I'm like, all right, so his three-point percentage isn't so good. So what? I mean, I, it, there is not another player in the league like this guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, Matt, hey, look, people talk about his inability to, to knock down a three, but... Uh, you know, I'm blessed to be around him each and every day and his, his determination, his work ethic. Um, I think if you look at the last month and a half of the season, his percentage has gone up like, like crazy. I want to say he's close to, I don't know, 38% or so the last month and a half of the season. Um, and, and the, the, the guy is, work ethic. Giannis's work ethic is I've never seen anything like it. You know, obviously Matt, I've been blessed to be a part of some special, special players and Chauncey Billups and Rip Hamilton and Rasheed Wallace, Ben Wallace, those type of guys. Work ethic is crazy, but this guy is just just on another level in terms of his determination not to be good, not to be good. He wants to be great and you know, night in and night out, we, we look at Giannis and he'll make a couple threes each and every game and we just look at each other and start smiling and, and John Horse keeps saying like it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. So, you know, hey, his ability to to do so many other things. Obviously his rebounding, his gift to to defensively, I mean, his his defense Matt is so underrated that it's it's crazy. I mean, he's averaging right now thirteen re or close to thirteen rebounds, like twelve point five. But um he he's just a tenacious player that doesn't take one playoff, doesn't take one shoot around off, doesn't take one practice off. Every moment is like the last time he's ever stepped on the floor, and that's why people have so much honor and respect for him night in and night out. With Giannis Antetokounmpo, Ryan, I don't know of another guy, and maybe it was LeBron in his prime, that could take the ball off the backboard and go the other way, 94 feet, and nobody can can get in his way. He's a freight train in terms of his size and his ability to handle the ball. How, how do you stop that? If you're the Detroit Pistons, which you used to be, but uh, how, how do you stop something like that? Yeah, you know, it's 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 tough because not only is, is he so gifted in all those areas you just touched on, Matt, but his length, his size, his athleticism is another just freak of nature. Um, it truly is something that our league hasn't seen in a long, long time. We talk about LeBron. We talk about Michael. Um, he's not there yet, but, but he will be soon. You know, this guy's only 24 years old. And again, he is just on another level in terms of his determination, his focus, his, his attention to detail, um, his ability to, to call and challenge his teammates out and make his teammates better. Um, you know, Matt, the, the other piece that's so special about this young man is Giannis is not only to me, I'm, I, I guess I'm biased, right? But like the best player in the world right now. 
but he's a he's an unbelievable person and cares about others, cares about his teammates, cares about the coaching staff, cares about everybody around him. Um, you know, just just a, a a family man loves his family, loves his mother, loves his kids, um, and not his kids, his his brothers. Um, so just a, a, a neat neat guy that you enjoy being around each and every day because again, he doesn't want to be good; he wants to be great. Let me ask you about the supporting cast. Uh, you guys are extremely banged up. A 60-win team that he's had to carry over the last few weeks. When we talk about, and you referenced before, Malcolm Brogdon, who's, who's clearly, or, you know, after Chris Middleton and Giannis, probably your third best player. You could argue Eric Bledsoe. Uh, Nico Miritich has been out. Tony Snell has been out. Uh, DiVincenzo, who Michigan fans, unfortunately, remember for the title from the title game, who can really shoot it, Ryan, you know. Uh, he's out. Uh, how, it, it, I don't think it's been patchwork, but how's Coach Budenholzer, Budenholzer uh, pulled this off? You know, Coach Bud and his staff, it's its unbelievable to see. But, um, you know, every single day they walk into practice and it's high invitation, high challenge each and every day. And it's maximizing each one of these guys' gifts on the floor um, at, at, at all times. And, hey, look, you know, that's why John has – done such an unbelievable job of building this roster full of depth um so you talk about yeah this last month and a half we've we've caught the injury bug and we've been so fortunate so blessed to be you know uh, an entire season dang near uh, as far as being healthy and so hey look we just have had continued to have guys come in and plug and play and play to their abilities and play hard and play smart and you know it's been a f- we've been fortunate but you know our Giannis and Chris and, and Eric they haven't um, got hit with this injury bug and so you hate to see it you hate to look at it but it is something that uh, has happened to our to our roster in the last like I said, the last month and a half, but guys are coming back. Guys are getting healthy as we speak. We have an unbelievable medical staff that continues to pour in these guys, continues to give them the type of treatments and the type of love and the type of vitamins and the type of, you know, execution to make these guys uh, ready for, for these next couple, couple months. So they'll be back, Matt, and uh, healthier than ever. So, you know, it's, uh, it's been something that obviously in sports, you just deal with it. Sounds like Meritich might be able to play on Sunday night for game one. I know the other guys we talked about, Brogdon a little bit, won't, and, and Snell probably not ready yet, but how important is Meritich to your team? Sure. I mean, obviously, Nicola's his, his presence on the floor, he's a, he's a threat on uh, at any given moment. I mean, his ability to shoot to the basketball, his ability to, to defend in the post, uh, very underrated. And, hey, look, this guy... Um, has has proven to be a, a huge asset during the player pl- playoffs, like he was last year. Um, he's a he, he's a competitor. He's a tough son of a gun, and you know we're excited to get him back when when he is able to get back on the floor. Ryan Hoover with me, VP of Global Scouting for the Bucks, uh, Detroiter, longtime Piston uh, in the front office. All right, so, Ryan, it's completely unfair, and I hate this stuff because people have have brought it up here with Detroit as well. When was the last time the Pistons won a playoff series? In Milwaukee, it's it's been 18 years, and everyone's like, oh, the the first-round exits over the last few years. Me, I think it's unfair because this is a totally different team, and now Giannis is a totally different player. But how much of that cloud kind of hangs over uh, Fiserv there that that, that you guys have got to win a series here? 
Yeah, yeah, man. Hey, look, it's been 2000 since 2001 to be exact. The last time we won a playoff series here in Milwaukee, and 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 you know, Matt, like like John Horst and Coach Bud continues to say to our our team, our guys, like we got to win a series, right? Like we have to win a series. We're not looking like anywhere close to the second round to anywhere close to the Eastern conference finals. Is that a goal? Sure. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, we got to take care of business tomorrow night at seven o'clock at five surf forum. And we got to take one game like, like it's our last. And so, uh, we have so much honor respect for, for the Detroit Pistons and, and their history and, and, you know, what they're about. Uh, they have a very gifted and talented team. Obviously with Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond. And so we, we're not taking this lightly. We realize how, how talented and, and, and gifted, you know, this 41 and 41 Detroit Pistons team is. And, you know, hey, look, we, uh, we're excited about, the playoffs and we're excited about this series but you know we understand we got to get past the first round what 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 worries you when you watch when when it it came up on the last night of the season that it would be detroit obviously you guys swept the pistons this year but what 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 concerns you when you look at this matchup anything yeah yeah you know look when you have i know blake is a little bit banged up right now and, and there's some concerns about his knee um moving forward but at the same time when, when you have a star like that um uh he's he's able to go off for 40 or 50 any given night i mean you know blake's usage in the way that coach casey uses blake um is next to james harden blake griffin has his has the ball in his hands more than any other player in the nba and so everything we we're we're aware that everything goes through blake and he's such a gifted player and and he's he's a problem and so um you know with with his ability to create offense to make offense happen to make shots to stretch the floor to attack the rim um we got to pack the paint and we got to definitely defend him to to the best of our ability so uh, we got our hands full you know obviously adding wayne ellington at the deadline was 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 a great pickup um you know, a guy that can stretch the floor and shoot the basketball and a guy like Andre Drummond, who obviously I was fortunate to be a part of drafting is, is quietly, you know, he should have been an all-star. I mean, having, you know, a big time year, but, um, you know, we'll see. So we, we, we know how talented and, and gifted the Pistons are, so we're not taking them lightly at all. What do you see in Andre? Like you said, uh, you know, you and I were both courtside for his rookie year and, and the development that we've seen from him. But, you know, he didn't make the All-Star team this year. I, I know I think he, he, he was motivated by that and played much better since the All-Star break. But as someone around the league that is scouting and seeing bigs all over the, the country, what, what are your impressions of what Andre Drummond has done this season? Listen, you know, Andre is is, um, is still a young, up-and-coming big that, you know, a lot of people have have – say whatever you want whether they they sing his praises or, or or bash him he's a kid that has never been a part of winning at a at a at a high level and so um he's gone through some coaches he's gone through some changes in his life um that that it's challenging for a young star at an early age that man this kid had an impact in our league very early on and so a lot was given to him and so um you know it takes time Matt it takes time to to 
build the right roster. Um, I know the front office there is, is doing a fantastic job. Um, Ern Tellum and Ed Stefanski, I mean, have great people around them to continue to build the, to, the right team, the right roster. And so, um, you know, Detroit is, is, is coming. It's, uh, it just takes time, Matt, as you know. And so, you know, Andre continues to grow and get better and, and work on things. That, 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 that's the one thing that's underrated about Andre, Matt, is it seems like every single year he adds a new piece to his game that you're impressed with, you know? Um, so we'll see. You, you made a, you made a great point. And I just, I completely paused when you said it. He's, he's gone through some coaches. Uh, I'm going, I, I, I believe Lawrence Frank was his first coach if off the top yeah. of my head. And he was, but yeah. I, I want to ask you about stability because with Dwayne Casey here, and obviously you guys with, with Mike Budenholzer, you, you've got your guy now and it seems like he's done a tremendous job, but how important is that? Because uh, you were in Detroit pretty recently and, and saw the revolving door stability. How, how big of a factor is that? It's key. It's key. So your general manager, your president, and your head coach all have to be on the same page. It's a it's a huge partnership, and it's just like any relationship. It takes time. You have to you have to massage it. You have to love it. You have to spend time together. You have to have meals. You have to spend time with each other's family. You have to understand how each other operates, and um, it is a true true partnership. And so, um, for for young players, you know that that are so gifted and talented to have that type of stability from your head coach that same voice that continues to challenge you that continues to pour into you that continues to make you a better basketball player also a better person each and every day it's 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 key Matt it's huge and the talk uh you know in Milwaukee or, or around the league about Dwayne Casey I'm assuming is uh and we don't want to we consider all day and take shots at Stan Van Gundy which I don't think are fair he he took this team to the playoffs years ago you you were here for that but what, what what about what Dwayne Casey brings in terms of what you just talked about? Yeah, you know, Coach Casey's doing a great job. He's a class act, um, you know, in, in terms of his love and passion and his spirit, the positivity that him and his staff bring to the table. It's it's great to see. Um, you know, I'm just I'm, I'm happy for Coach Casey and the Detroit Pistons. There's no, no doubt about it, man. Final thing, Ryan. How much do, do do the games change in the playoffs compared to the regular season? Like you said, you guys won sixty out of your eighty-two regular season games. Things get tight in the postseason possessions, and it slows down a little bit in the half court. Or, or will it not? Will the Bucks continue to do what they do? And you guys put up a buck fifteen a game against the Pistons this year, and over one hundred eighteen points during the regular season. So, how, how do things change in the postseason for you guys, or do they not at all? Hey, look, um, you know, Darvin Ham, who is another Michigan native who I was fortunate to win a championship with uh, in 2004. We're sitting in uh, a meeting after our game the other night, and he just makes the comment, and, he, and he's so right, Matt. Like, listen, man, we, we as much as we're concerned um, about the Detroit Pistons, and we are, right? We've prepped, we've studied, we're prepared. Uh, but at the same time, like, we have to do what we do best and we have to worry about the Milwaukee Bucks and getting guys healthy and getting these guys prepared. And, um, you bring up a great point. Like, does it change? It does change a little bit, Matt. As you know, the lights are brighter, right? This is a, a different season. It's a different era. It's a different feel. When you walk into a locker room, you realize like the Milwaukee Bucks. Now we're going to be on TNT and we're going to be on ESPN. And, like that's an honor. That's a privilege. You know, we played on 
Christmas Day. Like, that's an honor. That's a privilege. And so to be part of the playoffs, it's it's an honor and a privilege. There's 16 teams that make the playoffs. So we're not taking it for granted. We're, we're very grateful for an unbelievable regular season of winning 60 games. Um, but this is a new season. And so, you know, Matt, at the end of the day, we got to win 16 games. we got to win 16 more games. And um, Sunday, tomorrow is our, our first step. And we're not taking it lightly at all. And we're excited. Um, so the game day has changed because it, it is a game of chess. But at the same time, we're going to play Milwaukee Bucks basketball. And, and that's who we are. And that's our DNA. And that's what we're going to do. Hoove, great to uh, visit, my friend. Uh, all the best. Uh, happy for you and, and your role with the Bucks and John Horst. It's uh, you know, it's Darvin Ham. It's like uh, it's 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 Detroit uh, Detroit West a little bit. You but, know, uh, it's it's, <laughs> it's you know, it's pretty neat. Just the the web of Joe Dumars and John Hammonds. Um, you know, we've been discipled by the right people that gave us an opportunity, a chance, and and we're grateful to be here. So a lot of work to do, Matt. We're not finished, but uh, we're excited about you know the playoffs all the best buddy thanks so much for having me matt vp of bucks global scouting and former piston scout ryan hoover my guest here on wired we thank ryan for his time for sure and kind of breaking down this series a little bit and taking us inside the fiserv forum and what goes on with this milwaukee team it's a special group and it's going to be a a tough hill to climb certainly for the pistons especially after going zero and four during the regular season but none of that matters detroit can play loose no one's expecting anything from this team uh, in terms of success, why not go into game one on Sunday night Milwaukee and, and just play with your pants on fire and and play with a sense of pride and purpose, and then the pressure starts to turn up a little bit for Milwaukee. What if the Pistons stole game one? What if everybody in Milwaukee started to say, can we win a playoff series in this city? We haven't won a playoff series in 18 years. You know, last year against Boston, the year before against Chicago, when people thought Milwaukee had a shot, and they didn't. They lost those series. All those questions start to creep up. If just maybe, just maybe in game one, Detroit keeps it close and has a chance to steal it. And I, 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 I like the Pistons' chances in the opener if Blake Griffin is healthy to, to play a competitive game. I really do. But we'll have to see what happens. We'll see how good Blake is with that knee. We appreciate Ryan Hoover's time right here on Wired, the Pistons podcast. My name is Matt Derry. We'll join you before game two on Wednesday with another, with another edition of Wired. Thanks for listening, everybody.